consciousness is finding a middle lane where you have some strategy, you have grace, you have flow, you have the ability really to adapt. It's about adaptability with understanding and being passionately unattached, understanding that, you know, if you come from a place of love, uh, you can't go wrong in that. All right, welcome back. We are here with the Better Human Podcast, once upon a time called the Wits Podcast. And we are here with the one and only, the extraordinary Jim Gardner, who is a high performance coach, working on things like conscious leadership, comes from a pro athlete background. And we're gonna to talk to him today about what it's like to be successful in today's world. What are some best practices for things like mindset, for managing ego, for focusing on uh, the future in an optimistic way. How do we operate with a little more presence? And more importantly, what are the things that we can do next year to make it a way better year than we did this year? Jim, welcome to the show. Thanks, Greg. Always amazing to be here. Tell us a little bit about your story. Uh, I know you were uh, used to row and you come from a competitive sports background. Um, you know, you're a coach, but walk us through sort of where you started and how you got here. Sure, sure. Um, thanks for having me, by the way, Greg. Well, it, it really started when I went to university and I, and I decided to join the rowing team. I, I, I delved into a, a sport steep in tradition and, and culture and, and team dynamics. And so there was a, an instant love affair that catapulted a lot of what I do now from that event and, and leading people, understanding that I, I have a, a natural leadership ability, if you will, to help people that I work with over the years, that confidence, that courage, that uh, self-assurance catapulted me to New York, to, to uh, New York City and LA, where I lived for 14 years, uh, diving into not only entertainment industry, but also into uh, coaching and working in businesses. So I started as a bartender, and then I rose to management, and then I rose to GM, and, and then I started to be kind of a hired gun to help companies set up uh, by coastal, uh, more so in the hospitality industry, but that kind of spearheaded in me to moving up to the Pacific Northwest, in a sense, doing the same thing. So where I am now is a culmination of, of those kind of performance driven journeys, I either high performance sport and athletics, and also leadership. Uh, and with my own personal what I call my jungle event, Greg, which is kind of a life-changing event that I've gone through to, to really get back in touch with who I am as a person. And what that was has, that event? Are you comfortable sharing what that event sure, was? Sure, absolutely. I knew instinctively that I wasn't connected to my, my truth, what, what my authentic truth is as a, as a human being. I had to walk away from an amazing family uh, and disrupt you know, two lovely girls and, and, a, and a, a, a wife, a woman who was an amazing soul it just wasn't calling to me. It was constricting me from really stepping into who I was designed to be. Mm -hmm. And so diving into the jungle of, of a few years of deep work, a lot of shit sandwiches to, to really uncover my truth uh, mm -hmm. and begin to begin to step out back into the world with zero expectations, uh, mm -hmm. only pulling things back into my world that really served and honored who I was and who I am becoming. And with that, Greg, comes this, this consciousness uh, that I, I steer with now. I lead with my heart. I lead with love and everything I do from dealing with high-level uh, business CEO execs to personal development, to my kids, to my colleagues. It's, mm -hmm. 
Mm. It's all from a, a conscious perspective. Mm. What were some of the things that you went through during that time that helped you uncover? Were there certain exercises? Were there certain books that you read? Were the I mean, what were, what were the, some of the tools that you used? First and foremost, I, I, I truly feel that we need to we need to sit in our own poo-poo for a while. <laughs> we truly need to sit and just assess. And so a lot of that, I, I didn't reach, reach out for help right away because I was just under, I was trying to understand it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it took me to some dark places and a lot of, a lot of deep personal moments of, of vulnerability, of shedding. Uh, mm-hmm. And inevitably though, uh, I had, I had two people in my life that were kind of a foundation for me, two colleagues that were there. To be honest with you, I relied on the ability that I fostered way back when I took up the sport of rowing as an asthmatic kind of weak kid. Mm-hmm. I just believed that I could do it. And, uh, I just, I just started to, to, uh, look at YouTube videos, to watch inspirational videos, do the, do all the things that I knew instinctively make up the tapestry of who I am, whether it was sports, whether it was movies, whether it was anything, music that I could get my hands on to push me one step forward on that positive momentum path. Cause it's all, it's always about the very next step. Not to oversimplify it, but you, you did the work, you know, you learned, you read, you studied, you, you went through the reflective exercises, you went through the, the, the deep sitting and shit exercise, which requires us to, to take a hard look. And, you know, in some cases, part of vulnerability requires you to go through that. And a lot of people will throw the word vulnerability out and, and, you know, don't actually understand what it might take to go there sometimes. So you know, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's interesting. So this all led you up to doing what you're doing now. And I got to tell you, you know, uh, I've always said this, the greatest people you can hire are people that come from serving backgrounds, bartenders, you know, servers in restaurants, because <laughs> you just learn how to navigate the world of people and high stressed environments and, you know, quality and all that stuff. So how much do you think your bartending experience contributed to your, your ability to be a great coach today? Actually quite a lot because as a bartender, you're in a position to listen and most people don't listen in this day and age. Uh, so the, the secret besides under making good cocktails at the end of the day, it's, it's making customers, making people feel heard and understood. That's your job as a bartender. And so taking that, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, it's not always easy because that, you know, in, in those settings, there's usually some heaviness to a lot of the, the therapeutic bartending work that we do. Uh, not much unlike what we do with some of our one-on-one clients. Everyone has these, these kind of heavier issues that we need to address. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so definitely a lot. And because in, a, in, in, in New York, as you can imagine, in these kind of high profile establishments, there's a lot of people. And so you get a cross section of personalities mm-hmm. and whether it was me with my team or me with a customers or with customers, you understand instinctively how to reach people differently based Mm -hmm. on energetics, based on what he or she, how they're, what type of cloth they're cut from, so to speak. Right. Right. And that serves me with my clients because no two clients are the same. That's true. Very true. Very, very, very true. Good journey of self-discovery. I think, you know, what I like about your story is, is, you know, there's, there's, 
there's a result to this exercise of self-discovery. I mean, you're the proof that, hey, you go through this type of work and this type of exercise, there is a, there's an outcome to all of this stuff, which is awesome. So I want to segue into sort of the, the, the next piece where I want to sort of, you know, get more, more understanding around what conscious leadership is, because we hear mm-hmm. the word consciousness and we hear, you know, think before you speak, or we talk about transparent leadership and authentic leadership. And there's a lot of words being wrapped around the word, word leadership. And I think next year, moving into 2021, I mean, if this year was shit, next year is going to require way more from us as leaders. And, you know, I think it's important that we do operate with consciousness. And, and, I, mm. and I love, the, I love the, the, uh, the concept of conscious leadership. So talk to us a little bit about what is conscious leadership, and then let's get into, you know, how do we use conscious leadership? I look at, at conscious leadership as a middle lane. I, I look at it as a middle lane between uh, one side of old world sweat equity, uh, you know, work until you drop. It's all about it's all about saving for retirement and success is built on the end result. And then on the other side of that spectrum is the the uh, woo woo, if you will, the you know, you know, oh, everything will work out. Universe is da 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 da. And yeah, and and consciousness is finding a middle lane where you have some strategy. You have grace, you have flow, you have the ability really to adapt. It's about adaptability with understanding and being passionately unattached, understanding that, you know, if you come from a place of love, uh, you can't go wrong in that. And sure, we need some, we need some rigidity. And the way I look at it, Greg, is because I have two young girls. And so when I take them bowling, mm-hmm. right, and bowling alleys, I got the bumpers, right? You put right. the bumpers up for the kids. And so that's a middle lane that I've established for myself and for my clients is to figure out what that lane is. So no matter where you go, you know, you're, you're still on that right path. You're never going to swing too far one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. The guardrails. Love it. Love the guardrails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, as a bowler, I use it as an adult. No. <laughs> so, you know, back to, back to this whole concept of, of conscious leadership, where, where else do people apply this stuff? I mean, yeah, well, actually let's go back to, you said something called, uh, you use the term passionately detached. Passionately unattached. Passionately unattached, even better than detached, right? Talk to me a little more about what that means. What does that look like? Uh, How do I do that? As human beings, we're we're focused on the end result. And a lot of times uh, with that end result comes an emotional attachment, i.e., my, uh, the client does, this client doesn't want to sign with me. Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Like, what did I do wrong? Uh, You know, like, I have so much to offer and, and we take things personally as human beings. A lot of people do. And so this is a way to remove yourself from that, knowing with grace, with that consciousness that you have the ability to offer somebody mm-hmm. and you can be there for support and service and, and contribution. At the end of the day, no matter what, that doesn't change who you are. It's the journey of your ability to, to be there uh, and not get tied up in that tangible end result. And that's about being present, I think, too, right? It's a lot of conversation around presence, right? And it's hard for us to be present. People don't listen well, right? Uh, you said people take things personally, so they, they tend to you know, build up these stories as we're talking to them. So, I mean, if people do this, and we do, the, we do this as leaders as well, so what are some things that I can do next year as a conscious leader 
that will contribute to people's success in the workplace, success in life. It's not just about workplaces. It's, it's about helping these human beings navigate the world. So what, what, what might be some things I should sort of practice or do next year? This is the perfect time of the year. We need to reflect. And, uh, you know, we, it's always about don't waste your time looking back. You're not going that way yet. A glance or two in the rearview mirror provides a kind of an assessment of, of things that either worked, things that didn't work. Uh, and, and a big one for me about stepping into conscious leadership is where were there elements of misalignment? That's a huge thing. And so to step into 2021 as a conscious leader, and let's be clear, Greg, leaderships is it's what we do in life as human beings. We're leaders, we're, whether we're husbands, wives, parents, business owners, we're all in the business of leadership. So yeah. Sometimes influential leadership where we don't have direct authority, but we need to influence and impact and, you know, move. Yeah. And, and I like it back to my journey and uncovering my truth. Everyone needs to be clear on what their truth is because misalignment will always show itself. Mm -hmm. And so this is a perfect time of the year for everyone to get clear on who they are and, and, and spend time with themselves. Um, Journal. We talk about journaling a lot, you and I, in, in our past conversation as well. Mm -hmm. uh, getting clear on what they want, and and if it aligns with the truth, then the how will the how will manifest itself. The how will show up. We'll take the first step, and then the second step will happen, and so forth. Conscious leadership. What contribution do we want to make in twenty twenty one? Huge. Yeah, it that's a big question. Changing, doesn't have to be changing the world. Right. I mean, what, right. What is my active contribution? Because that is always a common denominator in conscious leadership. 100%. What's crossed your desk? What are some, what are some of the things that you've heard that, you know, people are going to activate and be focused on next year? Well, I think perception, perception is huge because what we've learned in 2020 is for all intents and purposes, if you choose to look at it through this lens, it was a shit year. If you choose to look at it through that mm -hmm. lens. However, I personally had an amazing year mm -hmm. and uh, I choose to perceive it a certain way. And so moving into this next year and, and with the reality of nothing's really going to change. The climate of, of unsurety is probably greater than ever. We don't really know what's going to happen one day to the next. So if we can arm ourselves with, uh, you know, the ability to perceive something and change our internal dialogue, our internal story around it so that the glass is freaking half full. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. We're, we're, we're headed, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, I mean, sometimes easier said than done. I mean, you know, it was a really shitty year, but I killed it this year. Yeah. Uh, now, we're down in revenue and we're overworked and we're super tired. And, but you know what? We represented our brand. We, 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 we lived the way we wanted to live. We, we, we showed up in the world uh, 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 to what our intention was. And, and in a lot of cases, stepped up in a place of service, which, which was very difficult to do. Very difficult to do when the pressure is on. Right? And I share this story with you, or I, I respond to what you just said, which is, it is a choice in how we operate with our perceptions. It is a choice on the lens we look at the world through. It's a choice on, on where we let our emotions overpower us and not. And yes, it is hard work sometimes. It is very difficult to challenge some perceptions. It's very difficult to change that story in our head because we've got this wonderful ability to use our imagination and build up these movies inside our head. They're super descriptive, super vivid right it's just and it's appealing again to all the primal things our sensories right not our language 
So managing perceptions is, I think, also, I agree with you, a really important uh, piece for next year. And I think one of the key things that can help us be more conscious when we're operating as leaders. And as you said, not just leaders, as parents, as managers, as friends, as peers, as just people that operate in the community. Very cool. All right. So before we move on next, anything else that people can do next year to be more conscious or, or more successful? Yeah. The last thing is I, I feel this year, this past year, if you will, has really put a magnifying glass on the fact that many people live in a fear-based society, uh, a fear culture. And so we all collectively need to move forward to kind of change that lens and, and, and not let the fear of the unknown dictate how we're going to live our lives. If anything, how we truly want to live 2021 could, could arguably be the most, one of the most important years ever. Mm -hmm. It's a transition year. How we move forward in 2021 is going to dictate the next phase of the human condition, in my opinion. I totally agree. I'm actually, I was talking about this yesterday. It is scary to see how people operate in such fear now. Parents going over, not wanting to see their children or grandparents not wanting to go over because of the fear of, yeah. of whatnot. And this is not to negate being safe, being uh, being uh, a good community member, you know, uh, if, 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 if we need to wear a mask, wearing a mask, because that's, it's, again, it's more for, for others than, than yourself. But what's really, really been damaging this year isn't so much the economy, but the human psyche, as you said, from a place of fear. And it's, yeah. it's really sad to watch. There's this tension with people. Where do I sit? How close do I get? But again, if we're safe and if you're, if you're doing what you should be doing, then there's nothing to fear, right? But isn't that just what, what, what drives all of us? Isn't that what drives us as human beings is our fear? This is a rabbit hole, but I, I agree with you. I had this conversation with a colleague just the other day about a, 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 book writing, a book writing that she's doing. I think fear was kind of the first major catalyst of, of, the, of the human race, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Everything stemmed, stems from the fear of, of unknown, when, you know, and, and mm -hmm. whatever we create in terms of stories, religion, rules, well, you name it. All right, let's move into uh, the next part. And this is advice for the young, adults ready to take on the world that's managed their fear that's willing to address their perceptions what do you think people can do to be successful not just next year but in life i mean if you were to to mentor someone what would be sort of the top things you would say these are things that you need in order to have a good life to be successful to be healthy to be emotionally balanced to manage perceptions Right. But let's say someone wanted to be a coach, someone wanted to get into yeah. our industry. Sure. Uh, what advice would you give them? Well, I, I, I'll draw back on my two main pathways to get to where I am. N number one, it's, you know, it's mindset. Everyone is an athlete. You, you are an athlete in any career that you choose to do. So what is your training plan? What does your strategy look like for mindset, for inner game work, for building your business, for building your future? Mm -hmm. uh, a big one for me, Greg, is a non-negotiable is nutrition. How are you fueling your body and mind and energy to perform, to perform for your podium moment, moments, getting back to being an athlete? The ego needs to take a back seat. How are you steering the ship, trusting that the, you know, the wind is filling your sails is your truth, taking you to where you need to go in alignment, setting the compass point, doing so with a selflessness component as opposed to a selfish component in terms of, of, of 
end results and why you're on this earth and of being of contribution. Don't get caught up in the end result. It's about the journey and what yeah. we're doing. Sometimes easier said than done. And, you know, that's that saying that it, it comes with age. You know, sometimes, you know, you're too old, but, uh, but you understand the stuff now. It's, well, can you imagine if we understood this stuff at the age of 18, if we well, practice this mindset? Yes, you're absolutely right, Greg. However, I, I would say that from when you and I were that young, which is probably going back a number of years. <laughs> a while ago. <laughs> uh, you know, the pendulum has swung a little bit, though that old school kind of sweat equity, it's kind of the dinosaur now. I think the 18 year olds, the 23 year olds, they're a little bit more aware of some of these key influential people out there uh, that, that have this more of a balance for a lack of better word, more of a holistic balance because people realize more than ever quality of life, living life is more important than success right. at the end of the day when you're on your deathbed, because what are you taking with you? Right. Uh, so let me recap. Number one, mindset. Mindset is everything. In fact, you got a poster there that uh, sits behind you, right? Because it all starts <laughs> with our mindset, right? I mean, you know, this is this is where we need to have a mind like an elephant in some cases. We need to, we need to be strong in mind, right? What contributes to strong in mind, as you said, a training plan. Making sure you are training, you are working yourself out, you're working your brain, you're working your emotions, you're working your communication, you're working your leadership, you're working your interpersonal skills, you're working your strategies, you've got a training plan for all that shit. Because as you said, as an athlete, that's what we do. We train and perform, train and perform, train and perform. And we do different exercises to improve the training and to improve that sort of, you know, response and reactive time. Awesome. Three, nutrition, which I agree with as well. I think eating healthy is a really important thing. We are too intelligent now to be operating without proper nutrition. Eating healthy is easy. It's back to what you, we were talking about earlier, which is consciousness, conscious thought. And then the third or the fourth was ego. Getting yes. rid of that ego and understanding that this is maybe in some cases about the journey and more importantly about your ability to give and be of service and to, 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 to uh, support more than the end result. And that's great advice. I think that's not just advice for the 18-year-old, it's advice for all of us. Yes. And I'm going to throw in real quick a fifth one. Okay, cool. Every high-performance athlete, what do they need? Where do they adapt and grow the most is when they systematically put in recovery times. So yes. In the, in, the, in the business of life, we have to take our foot off the gas periodically, smell the roses, decompress, assess, and, and recharge. I think it, it's, it's a non-negotiable, and, and especially for the young, young people, we come out of the gate, right? We're burning, we're blazing. Well, that intensity is going to kick you in the ass at some point unless you uh, pump the brakes right? You restore. Yeah, it's actually, it's in, it's all in sports science, which is the importance of restoration. In fact, you'll know this athletes don't train the day before, or in some cases the week before they're a big event, right? They, right. they, they restore. So good. And we need to do that as people. And I think COVID in 2020 has all given us a little bit of permission to take a little bit of extra time and to, to slow down and to rest before we get back into it next year. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, you're amazing as usual. I really appreciate your time, your advice, your guidance. This was full. This was uh, this was informative. Uh, I learned a few things, and I know the audience will as well. Uh, really appreciate taking your time. Awesome, my pleasure. Always, anytime.
All right, my man. We're going to wrap up. And on that note, if you like today's show, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to spread the word. Don't forget to follow Mr. Jim Gardner. We'll make sure that all that information is in there as well. And we will see you next time. Hey, I'm Greg Witz. Thanks so much for coming and checking out the video. If you like that video, you're going to love the next one. So I'd highly suggest that you click this video over here. And don't forget to subscribe and share.